Let's be different this morning than religion. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. Let's be different than people that don't have a heart to worship him. There are many people that go to church in America, sorry to say, don't even know how to worship God. There's no desire for worship. I'm a this and I'm a that, and I'm a, I belong to this organization and that organization, but no life of God in them, amen? But for me and you that are Christians, that love Jesus, that have a desire for God, worship ought to be part of our lives. Worship, listen, I'm finding it more easy to worship God because I'm, I'm finding it more easy to accept Jesus. What does that mean? Because, you know, even as my faith and serving the Lord for a lot of years, my faith is going from faith to faith. What does it mean? It's just growing. It's changing. Jesus is more real to me. Worship him is easier because I know who he is, okay? And most people don't even get the point. Who is Jesus? You remember when Thomas didn't see Jesus and he appeared to the rest of the disciples? He says, unless I see the nail prints in his hands and put my hand in his side, I won't believe. So Jesus appeared to him again, and Thomas was in the room. And when he said, Thomas, here's my hands. Put your, put your finger inside my hands. Put your hand in my side. He said, you have believed because you have seen. But blessed are those that have not seen and believe. And he was trying to tell Thomas, it's easy to, when, to believe when you see me. But for those that lived thousands of years after, like us, that came after, I've never saw Jesus. But I can tell you right now, he's real in me. Though I can't see him physically, I see him in my spirit. I can see the spirit of Christ. I feel a relationship. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Praise I feel a personal bond to Jesus. And when I talk about his resurrection, when I talk about his death, and the Lord revealed that to me just yesterday, that that death and that resurrection is where I pinned my whole life. <laughs> Seriously, that's where I put my whole life. That's where I put my faith. You know you can't put your faith in man. You know you, my Lord God, you can't even put it in a church. You can't put it on a preacher. But Jesus can be trusted, and Jesus is to be worshipped. I made my mind up in my life, though by me, okay, that I'm going to honor him, okay? I had a little fellow told me yesterday, he said, you know what? I, would, I used to go to church faithfully, I used to, and some, one of the youth leaders or youth, years ago when he was going to church, he said, they discouraged me. And I just stopped going. I looked at him. I said, I don't go to church to serve man. <laughs> I'm not going to base my faith on what a man thinks. My faith is based on Jesus. Every one of you in this church has went to church when there was troubles in the church. Somebody said something you didn't like and you felt like quitting. Come on, Holy Ghost. Somebody did, uh, looked at you cross-eyed and you said, I ain't, that, I ain't going to church if that's what kind of people go to church. I'm, not everybody in the church is like that. But even if there were, come on, Holy Ghost, even if there were, my faith is to honor Christ and honor his word, not to place it in a man 
or a woman. If my faith is in man, then I'm a fall. Don't put your faith in me. I appreciate your encouragement. I appreciate your prayer. But if you follow me for one day, you're going to find out I ain't perfect. And I learned something that I got to be the example to those that are around me, okay? But Jesus is the only one that said everything right. He's the only one that treated people according to God's word perfectly, right? Because he understood God because he was in God in the flesh. And I told that guy, he says, man, he said, that's wisdom. I said, no, <laughs> just growing. And I made my mind up a long time ago. If I was going to serve God to please man, then I wasn't going to do it. I'm here to please the Lord. You're here to please God. You're here to please, you know, many people today, they didn't come to church. They said, we're going to stay home and to honor Jesus. How are you honoring Jesus? Gee, you would honor Jesus by being in his presence, right? What was he here this morning? We're to honor Jesus by giving what the only thing he desires of us mostly is worship. To worship, to hear his word. If you want to turn with me uh, to uh, John chapter 19, I'm not going to keep it too long today. I just want to talk about his resurrection for a minute. Now, I'm not that dumb sometimes. <laughs> it's like the Christmas holiday. Oh, we're going to honor his birth, but I mean, they're doing everything Jesus said not to do. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. They're getting drunk. They're committing sin. They're doing everything Jesus said not to do, but they say they honored his birth. We can honor his resurrection by staying home and drinking, play Cajun music and dance and shout and and do everything that our flesh wants to do. We, we honor him? No, you're not honoring him. My Bible says, do not forsake the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some. Where does Jesus want you? On a Sunday morning? Come on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> we, 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 listen, we, I don't want to meddle this morning. But listen, I have made my mind up. If I'm by myself in this building, I'm coming to pray. That's just me, Okay. If I, if, listen, we have to, this, this place means something to God. This ministry means something to God. Because he put it here. Not me, not you, not, not our brothers that went on before us. God put this church here. And for one reason, and that's to bring glory to him. Right? Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. <laughs> Hi, booby. <laughs> to bring glory to him. <laughs> She's listening to pop preachers. <laughs> And it's to, to, to let souls come into the kingdom, right? And that's what it's here for, to bring glory to him. But when we start bringing glory to man, then we fail God, right? Okay, let me get into my spot here. John chapter 19. 19, John. Verse 29. And believe me, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to tell you the story because I got enough time to go through every detail. Here is uh, Jesus being crucified, okay? They nailed him to the cross. 
You know, I read this story many times, but you know what? Pilate wasn't that stupid. Pilate knew Jesus was a just man. Pilate knew that he was, there was no wrongdoing in him. He knew that people were delivering him for envy. They hated Jesus. The religious crowd hated him. I'm talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they hated him because they, he was preaching a new gospel. See, they, they claimed to go to heaven because they held the law. But they were breaking the law by condemning him because he was innocent. Right? And they were angry at him and they were raised in there. And, they, and listen, even when Pilate said, I don't see nothing wrong with this man. I can't find anything that he's done wrong. But they kept crucifying him, crucifying him, crucifying him. And you know, that had to happen. Amen? Jesus had to pay the price for our sins on the cross. But the, the antagonistic heart of man, wanting to death, he, Jesus, took, Jesus was doing what they were not doing. They had religion. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. They quoted the Bible. They said what God said, but they couldn't prove it. They were dead. So much like some churches today. Oh, we, we're going to talk about what Jesus used to do. <laughs> but he's done away with that. It's not, it's not for today. That, that, is, that is a sorry excuse for laziness and unbelief. Where did Jesus say he ever stopped doing those miracles? Not in my Bible. But you see, we don't have to work as hard. We could just talk about Jesus without demonstrating his power. Because we, we, we're dead like some doornails. Amen. We're dead like, <laughs> we can't do anything. So we're going to sound religious. And the Pharisees were just like that. They had the boxes on top of their heads. Many were wrapping scriptures around their arms. They wore the, 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 the outfits and everything. Many looked, they looked, they looked apart. But they hated Jesus. <laughs> See, they hated the power of God. They hated Jesus because he did something. Come on, Holy Ghost. And what he did, he, he proved it through his death on the cross, that he was the Son of God. Amen? Verse 29 says this. Jesus said to Thomas. No, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm verse 20, but I'm going to go to it. But let me, let me read chapter 19, verse 29. Hallelujah. God is good. Now the vessels, and Jesus was on the cross. At this time, they had nailed him to the cross, okay? And they, they, they had a vessel of vinegar. And what that was was kind of like a narcotic. Sometimes the soldiers would use it to have mercy on the one crucified. So they would take a sponge of some kind and they would soak that vinegar in and they would put it up to his mouth. See? To try... To show a little mercy to the one that's being crucified. Some say that, and I hadn't studied on it, but some say it was like a, a, a narcotic. It was like a, a, a painkiller. And it says here, now the vessel was full of wine. Verse 29. Now the vessel was full of soured wine sitting there, and they filled the sponge with soured wine and put hyssop on his on a hyssop or and put it to his mouth. So when he had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. <laughs> Listen, that preaches to me, brothers. 
Because he didn't say, well, it's going to be finished when you go get baptized. He didn't say it was going to be finished when you join a certain church. Now, those things are important, okay? Don't think I'm belittling going to church and bath. But he, the establishment that it is finished, I paid the price. It's settled in heaven. Man's death, sin debt was paid for. It's finished. There's nothing anybody could have done to could have added to what he just done. It angers me when I could see people, well, we believe you can't be saved till you be baptized. My Bible says Jesus said it was finished. What was finished? When he died and laid, he paid the ultimate price for our sins. It was finished. Man, but Lenny, I'm here I'm trying to please God and, and try to help God save me. You can't do it. Why do you come to church? Because you are saved. Why do you pray? Because you know God. Why do you read your Bible? Because you want to understand the ways of the Lord. That's something that comes in you. The Holy Spirit comes in you and, and puts that desire for the Lord in you. When it comes to being saved, when you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and repent with your mouth and give him your heart, you're saved. Come on, Holy Ghost. You're saved. You're washed in the blood of Jesus. It is finished. It is finished. It's established in heaven. Your names are, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. When you get there, he's going to open that, and he's going to say, well, you wasn't baptized, Sister Malin, so you can't get in. No, he won't say that. He says, you didn't read your Bible in a year like you were supposed to. You can't get in. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> this, you wasn't. A member of Cold Homes Fellowship long enough, you can't get in. <laughs> Come on, Holy. Listen, people say, well, are you, no, I'm not. Baptism is, is, is important, I believe that, but it's not going to save you. It's an establishment that you've already been saved. It's symbolic of the death and burial and resurrection. Going to church is not going to save you. You're here because you're saved. And if you ain't saved, we want to get you saved. We want to let you know right off the top. We're coming after you. <laughs> you just assume. Listen, if, you, if you're not sure, we're coming after you. We want to make you feel as uncomfortable and as uneasy as you can be. I'd rather see you uneasy here than be uneasy in hell. Come on, Holy Ghost. Be uneasy facing eternal judgment. Somebody said, I don't go to church because they got a bunch of hypocrites there. Well, I go, I'd rather go to church with them and go to hell with them. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> What you trying to say? I don't have a good excuse. No, you don't have a good excuse. <laughs> God is calling you. Not man. God is speaking. I feel the Holy Ghost. Y'all might throw me out after this. <laughs> if you ain't right with God, you're not going to feel good. You're not going to feel comfortable. Oh, Lord. Do y'all want the Holy Ghost in this church? <laughs> not in me. Listen, I'm about as feeble and fragile as they come, praise God. But you know what? I believe the Bible. Amen? It is finished. When you gave your heart to Christ, your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You made a confession of faith that you've given your heart to Christ. Were you perfect that day? Oh, Lord, no. I've been serving the Lord almost 40 years, and I ain't perfect yet. But I'll tell you what, my wife would tell you where I was. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
I, I, my wife's there, and she's telling Muslim Medina, she knows I love God. She knows I want to worship God. She knows, she knows why I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Listen, if I was a half-hearted Christian and Yvette had a, a broken foot, could I help her by carrying her with, with my broken foot? What, what kind of help I'm helping Yvette if I, I'm crippled? Or, or, or anything else? Listen, me and my wife years ago had bought a brand new car. I mean, it was a galant. Man, that thing was, look, it, it looked like a silver dollar. And we went fishing one day. <laughs> Somebody stole the hubcaps. And you know what that car looked like, Ray? It looked like it just rolled off of a junkyard because something was missing. I was so hurt over my beautiful car, Lawrence. The hubcaps were missing. It looked like somebody, you just rolled it off of a junk pile somewhere because the hubcaps made the car. It made the car look good. Without the hubcaps, the car looked like an old junk. <laughs> I was so offended. I had to go find some hubcaps. I couldn't ride in that car. Look, listen, you might think, listen, what does that got to do? It's, listen, if when you're not complete, you're like that car with no hubcaps. You ever seen these beautiful cars they're driving? No one would have to put that little donut thing on there. That looks odd, huh? Because you know why? It don't belong there. It's just a band-aid. And I watch some people, they roll in things and they bust them. No. It wasn't, it just was built to go a few miles down the road till you could fix the flat. Most Christians, they ride in their religion just like that old donut, praise God. They ride it. I like this. I, I'm going to run this thing in the ground. As far as I can keep this religion, I told somebody, somebody yesterday, I'm a Catholic and I'll die a Catholic. Well, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Seriously, without Jesus, <laughs> it's going to be a death that, that you don't want one day. Okay. What is that talking about? When, I, when I'm going to finish reading, it is finished, right? It is finished. Verse 30 says this. And when Jesus received the sour wine, this doesn't mean Jesus was getting drunk. It was like a penicillin or, or, or some, kind of, some kind of narcotics to, to, I mean, to stop the pain. You know what I'm saying? And when you think about what my Lord was going through, Lawrence, on that cross... Listen, I, I, I watched the study on the way he was crucified. See, when, when he was up there, he was hanging by this, by the wrist. And they put him on that little, that little pedestal, that little thing. And when he would hang back, he couldn't breathe. Because already his, body, his insides were, listen, he couldn't breathe. The pain would rage through his arms and his body. And the only reason he backed himself up and kind of take a breath. But after you can't do it anymore, you're just constantly suffering. It's just a suffering, a misery that, that it couldn't be. I couldn't, I couldn't explain how that man explained it, but it was something was so horrible to watch. It was so horrible because he was suffering so tremendously. When anguish comes out of a person, sometimes... If it's hard enough, they sweat blood. 
The blood comes in and pours through their pores, their sweat, their sweat glands. But Jesus, the Bible says, his, blood, his sweat came as great drops of blood. My Lord, I don't know if you feel that. They whipped him with cattails, nine, and what that was, it was some hooks that would come and rip the flesh off of his back. And it was, it, 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 it was so much pain, so much agony. As much as that was horrible, that wasn't what paid your sin debt. It's when he said, it is finished. <laughs> if he had said, angels come and get me, because he could have. He could have called angels out of heaven to deliver him. But he didn't, Lawrence. He could have stopped the pain. He could, he, could have, he could have called glory, the angels out of heaven, to deliver him from the cross. But he didn't. He's carrying this thing on his back to Calvary. His back is open flesh. This, this cross was not a smooth beam. beam. This thing had got splinters and an open raw tree. That's what he was. And his back was just rubbing on the back of that thing after he's been opened up. I, I just can't in my mind imagine what he was feeling. And he could have stopped. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> Listen, it was so horrible. You can't in your mind picture what he, they did everything. Planting them thorns on his head. Oh, that was some thorns. Pressing into the veins of his nerves of his, his head and just pressing the, and the pain, the rage. You ever got stuck by one thorn? You can imagine that just pressed away. He's been beaten already. He's been torn apart and have that to press thorns on top of his head. I mean, it's horrible. But he waited. <laughs> when he died, all that he suffered, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. Said it is finished. My Lord, come on, Holy Ghost. The debt is paid. When you worship him, think about that for a minute. Think about, think about what he did for you. And we can have people blaspheme and mock him like he's nothing. God helped these people. He was dying for every baby murder. He was dying for every homosexual. He was dying for the, the perverts of this world that do things that are horrible. He died for Hitler, which made lamps out of the human skin of the Jews. I just can't even, He died out of, for the, those people who were throwing his children to lions. And every step of the way, he could have stopped. He could have said in his heart, they're not worth it, Father. He could have said in his heart, I'm not going all the way for this, people. My Lord, I don't know if I feel the presence of God. It's just a picture in my heart. that Why in the world would I not want to worship him? Why is he not real to you if, you're, if he isn't? One day you're going to die. Or the Lord's, and you're going, to hear, you're going to stand before this king. This supreme being we call Jesus. You're going to stand before him one day, and you're going to have to, you're going to, have to look at him. I thought, Janice, I said, I could about imagine all those people that did that to him at Calvary, ripping his flesh off and pressing thorns and beating him to Had to stand. They all died. They had to stand before the same one day. 
I can't imagine what they, what they felt. What was I doing? How could I put my hands on this man? My Lord, I feel his presence. Tell me Isaiah 53 real quick. I'm not going to keep you too much longer, seriously. When I say Jesus loves you, that's what he, that's what he is. That is the love of God which take away the sins of the world. Come on, Holy Ghost. He is the Lamb of God. And you want to talk about love? I know no greater love than that. I can't see. Would you give up your son or your daughter to be humiliated, naked, and ripped to shreds for that drunk down the street or that homosexual or that adulteress? Or that husband beater or that wife beater or, or whatever. We can go on and on. We can list sins after sins after sins. Listen. I got angry when I, I heard this story. You see, in Islam, you can marry girls. One, man, one of them had married a, a nine-year-old girl. And he brought her into his tent. And you could hear this little girl screaming and hollering with agony. This devil. Come on, Holy Ghost. Raped her. He did. That wasn't his wife. Because in the name of Islam, you could do it. This baby was crying and crying. And he, was, he was raping her. That makes me mad. That makes me angry to think that they got people. But Jesus died for that miserable thing. And you ask yourself, how could God allow? God didn't allow that. Man allowed. Religion allows that. God has nothing to do with these. These people are going to face God one day. They're going to face God and they're going to face the judgment. These little millions of babies that have been murdered through abortion. I remember Brother Kuhn had said that. He's right. He prayed that, remember him telling me, I'll pray that them Supreme Court people can hear the cries of these little babies suffering. That they hear them. They, a lot of them that passed Roe versus Wade said it's okay. They're dead today. And they had to stand before the Supreme Judge. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. And you know what? They're gonna, listen, if they didn't repent of that evil they done and the, them decisions they made, they're going to spend eternity without God. They're burning in hell today for, that, for their sin. But Jesus died for them. Jesus died for the child molester that can destroy the innocence of, 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 of a, a child. They're burning their memory that for the rest of their lives, a lot of them. Because of sin. Because of, I was watching the news, I said, little babies not even doing anything, three years old getting shot. Just in, around here. Drive by shootings, I call that murder. I call it sin. Playing on the street, Lawrence, sometimes they're laying in their bed in the house, they're walking around, and the government says, well, we can't do anything because we don't want to be called racist. Let me tell you, that's a life, man. That's the babies that are dying. You better open your mind and say, these are wicked people. I don't care what color they are. They can be orange, purple, black, white, whatever. Because you know what? America has just lost its way. Because we've gotten away from this. 
We've gotten away from the cross. We've gotten away from Christ and what he did at Calvary. You know, most churches today, they're just going to have a good time. They're not even going to mention it, praise God. We don't want to offend. Listen, I, I don't care if it offends you or not. You ain't getting to heaven without that blood bought that took place here. You're not getting to heaven without that, sal- that, that, that salvation that he offers at the cross. Resurrection Sunday. What a day, Lord. Listen, Mary went to that tomb. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. She, she, she saw it was open. She got in there and she saw them angels. She said, who are you looking for, woman? Looking for Jesus? He ain't here. He's risen as he said he would. <laughs> Come on, he's alive. She turned around and guess who she sees? Jesus. She didn't know it was him, but she said, woman, whom are you seeking? And she, says, and she thought he was a gardener. Says, if you've taken my Lord away, let me know so I can go get him. She said, Mary. <laughs> Woo, I don't know if you feel that, but Mary, it's I, Mary, it's me. Oh, Lord, my God. I could about imagine that lady shot up and had a Pentecostal fit. Hallelujah. Listen, it's you, Lord. Go tell my brothers, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. My God, I got a, I got a picture in my spirit. Let me tell you, Ray, I got a picture in my heart, man. I'm alive. Go tell him. She goes over there. And she's excited. Man, I saw the Lord. He's alive. Oh, we don't believe you. Oh, Peter and John, they went and saw, he's, he's not there. So they went back to their house or wherever they gathered, and Jesus appeared to them, and he had to, he had to rebuke them for their unbelief. But he's alive. Two men walking from Emmaus. Jesus appeared to them. He says, well, what's going on? He says, oh, you, ha- you, you haven't heard? You haven't heard what happened? I mean, Jesus, but Jesus, we thought he was the... Thought he was the Messiah, but they killed him. My Lord Jesus. So they brought him in their house, and they, you know, as the custom was, they would take care of their travelers. And to make the long story short, and uh, Jesus appeared to him, and all of a sudden he disappeared. And you know something that caught me for years, brother. He told these, these two men to amaze. He says, "Did not our heart?" Burn within us when he spoke to us. Did our heart not burn when he spoke the word? When he said, isn't this one supposed to happen? Wasn't the Messiah was supposed to come? And they went and they told the disciples. They didn't believe them. But finally he appeared to them. Oh, Lord Jesus. You know, he's as real today. In Coda Homes, as he is appearing to the disciples that day because he's the same Jesus. Right? When he said, I'll send a comforter. <laughs> the Holy Ghost. The maker. The strength. I'll send him. And he'll comfort you. 
Where's Jesus at? He's sitting on the right hand of God the Father. Making intercession for us. Let me tell you something. His heart has never changed. What he felt that day, what he did that day is the same Jesus. Coat of Holmes is important to him, Sister Kathy. This ministry, your life, your soul, them souls out there that are doing everything ungodly is important to him. So next time you drive and you see him drinking, pray for him. Jesus, you died for them. You made a way that they don't have to go to hell. We can condemn them because they're already condemned. But how merciful when Jesus looked down and he said, Father, forgive them. Do you know what they did to him? <laughs> forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You think them people down the street, they're living it up and sleeping in every bed they can find. You think they really understand what Jesus did to them? It's when they come and they hear a preacher, a gospel message, and they start to realize, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I'm almost finished. Let me read. I can put my glasses in my pocket. Isaiah 53. Let's read verse 3. He is, and this is Isaiah giving a prophecy. You see, in the Jewish religion, this is the only, they, they want to acknowledge this, this, this chapter. Because it tells you who the Messiah is. See? Because they don't want to believe that Jesus was the Messiah. So they, they, they don't even read it. The Bible says that he, he, he's going to grow up before the Lord like a tender plant. To make you see the, 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 the present, it didn't it happen yet. When Isaiah is writing this, okay? And he says, he is despised and rejected by man. A man of sorrows. An acquaintance with grief. And we hid it as it were our faces from him. My God, I could preach on that for about. We hid our faces from him, Lord. Brother Ray, Brother Al, all of us. Brother Lloyd. How many people go to church and hide their face from him? They hide under the skirt of their denomination. They hide under the skirt of their pastor or their priest. We hid our faces from him. When he spoke to us, we didn't listen. He was a man of sorrow. Why was he sorry? He looked at, he saw sin. He saw the horrible life men were living. And it broke his heart. Jesus shed a lot of tears. Jesus wept a lot. Especially when he looked in the heart of religious faces that would not acknowledge him. Okay? And verse 4 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed them stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. You know, that's why they, they thought they were doing God a favor. They thought they were doing God's service when they crucified Jesus. In a sense, it was the will of God. Okay? But their hearts wasn't. They thought they were just getting rid of a troublemaker. They thought they were getting rid of somebody that was messing their religion up. That's what they thought. Come on. And he was wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. 
and by his stripes. What did he say? We're going to be healed? I got an arm problem right now, buddy. I'm healed by his stripes. You have afflictions in your body, you're healed by the stripes of Jesus. I didn't write this. Jesus wrote it. The Holy Ghost wrote it, okay? And we are like sheep that have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. My Lord, I'll preach. If you think your way is the right way, get saved. <laughs> if it ain't God's way, <laughs> listen, I don't care how good you sound. I don't care how good you look. I don't care how smart you might seem. If it ain't God's way, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it's, not, it's not the Lord. All right? All you have to do is ask your question, is what I'm doing of God? How I think, how I speak, is that of God? And he says, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity, the sin of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, a sheep before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. Jesus very said anything to anybody. The words he spoke mostly was on the cross. He said, it is finished. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Into thy hands I commend my spirit. Forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Right? You, heard, you remember those? In verse 8. He was taken from prison, and you know what happened. He was taken from prison, and the judgment, he wasn't given a fair trial. Didn't have no evidence against him. They had to make up evidence, right? They couldn't find nothing wrong, so they had to make up a story. And he was led as a lamb to the slaughter. Verse, verse 8 again. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he, had, he is cut off from the land of living. They crucified him and he died. For the, for the transgressions of my people, he was afflicted. It says here in verse 9, he was, he, And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich in his death. You know, the guys, uh, Nicodemus and... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, my mind. Uh, uh, Joseph of Arimathea. These were rich people. Joseph especially. And he went and he got the body of Jesus and he buried him in his own tomb. If you had an open tomb, that was a rich man's the only one that could really afford that. They, to have a, a tomb. Uh, most people would put in, and I saw some stuff on there, little boxes. They would uh, break their body and then put them in a little, you have to read up on all that stuff. But uh, Joseph of Arimathea was rich. He went and he begged the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave it to him. And he wrapped it according to the custom of the law in the linen cloths and anointed the body with oil. And he put it in his own tomb. So that's, listen, this was written a thousand years, I think, before Christ even was born. <laughs> How did the prophet know? God knew. What did it took to save men, okay? In verse 10, and yet, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. You know what that means? That was the only thing that God would accept. Because he would not accept man's repentance in his own way. 
Man couldn't offer himself as a sin dead because he was sin, full of sin. Christ came to die for the sins. It took a perfect man without sin to be able to pay that sin debt. It couldn't have been me. It couldn't have been you. There's not a person sitting in, in, in this church ever went without sin. But Jesus did. Amen? Let me read this to you. My faith, and this is about my testimony, okay? My faith is in this one event, the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus. I mean, what, what else is there? Praise God. If, if your foundation's in this church, then you, 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 you don't need, you're not right. Foundation's in a, in a preacher or a denominator, you're not right. Your faith has to be in what Jesus did at the cross. The death and burial and resurrection of Christ. You see, this is something that man can't do, right? Man could never make a way for men to be saved. Though they try, they come up with little laws, they come up with little things where you got to follow our system, our program, you know, one, two, three step, this and that, whatever. Dump it. It ain't, it ain't worth it. It ain't, it ain't God. Your faith based in an event that took place 2,000 years ago when Jesus died and rose again. That's it. He said it's finished. It's settled, right? And I was just writing this down as a, this morning. There's nothing else that matters when it comes to what Jesus Christ did. Listen, you can pile money up highly to the moon. When you die, you're as broke as the next guy. You ain't carrying one penny with you, right? Naked you come into the world, naked you going out, Right? When you die, you can't buy your ticket to heaven. You can't go to heaven and say, God, take all my money. I, 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 I want to pay to get into heaven. It ain't going to work. <laughs> Nothing you do is going to matter. If what you don't believe is what I'm talking about this morning, nothing else matters, okay? Hallelujah. You're going to be glad when I finish. <laughs> all right. The church has forgotten. What this day is all about, Lawrence. And they celebrate just like the world. Be imagine how many Christians go to full gospel churches, Pentecostal churches, and, and they're at home right now drinking. Hmm? Hearing ungodly music. Celebrating in an ungodly way. You know what? I told somebody when I said, you know how you can get rid of these, a lot of these, like Christmas friends? If this is Jesus' birthday, let's take all them beans of dollars that spent on presents and, 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 and <laughs> you know, on activities and turkey dinners and alcohol. Let's take all that money. Let's give it to Jesus. Because I know some missionaries on the mission field would like to have it. I know preachers that preach, pass in churches that, that are struggling would like to have it. So let's give it all to them. Let's give it all to Jesus. Christmas will end tomorrow. Because it's not about Jesus, right? It's not about Jesus. No, it's not about that either. It's about, it's about man doing things contrary to God and trying to put a religious title on it. It's not going to happen. But you know what? 
People get mad when a preacher talks like that because he's meddling and off. We, we like this. and We can do whatever you want. That's your business. But I tell you right now, God don't like it. If it's Jesus' birthday, let's give it all to Jesus. You know how much the church would be blessed? You know how many souls could be saved? Hey, I'd celebrate it tomorrow if that's what you wanted to do with it. I'd be the first one to bring, put, put, up, put up for it. Because it's not about Jesus. I told a preacher that about two years ago. I never forget. It was talking about the Christmas stuff. This is just a Catholic holiday. That's all it is. Christmas is Christ's mass. Now, I'm not getting on Christmas, but I, it's just to show you how religion comes in and, and tries to butter everything up. It's still the same. Christmas is Christ's mass. It's a, it's a Catholic holiday. Where they came in and like Easter. Resurrection is not pagan. That's why I, I honor the resurrection. But all the things of, of, of all these things, it's, it's coming from paganism, okay? But a lot of churches are going to have Easter egg hunts. Peter Rabbit's going to come to entertain the kids, which is, again, another pagan thing. But it don't matter no more. Hey, we're free. <laughs> come on. We're free. We're free to, we, listen, if we're going to make excuses for that, what else are we going to make excuses for? Huh? We're going to start drinking? Say, well, Jesus drank wine. Why would, Jesus, why would Jesus drink wine and condemn you to hell when you get to heaven for doing it? When the Bible says, no drunkard, no drunkard shall see the kingdom of heaven. Oh, Brother Lenny, you're telling us too much truth this morning. Mr. Trude, I'm not lying to you. Jesus drank grapefruit juice. Because <laughs> he says it in the Old Testament. Don't look upon the wine when it's moving not. When it's rotten and decayed. That's when wine is supposed to have been good. <laughs> Hurry up, brother. <laughs> I got to go hide my steaks. Hurry up. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, number four. God's people need to come back to Christ and Him crucified. Come back to Christ and what He did at Calvary. If this day it's about Jesus' turn the television on. Tell me how many times they mentioned Jesus' resurrection. Like Christmas, when Christmas comes around, do they talk about His birth? It's all about, you know, I, when you hear people, what does Christmas mean to you? Oh, it means getting gifts. And giving gifts to one another. Spending time with family. That's not what it's supposed to mean, even though it's not of God. It's not supposed to what it means. If you tell me you're going to honor Jesus' birth, you're going to do everything that the Bible says to do, hey, do it. Do it. But it's not about his birth. Like today, we honor his resurrection, but it's really not, the world's not honoring Jesus' resurrection. They're not. Let's go back to what happened 2,000 years ago, Okay. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you. I guess I could do that. Make a promise. As long as I'm pastor here, I'm gonna. I'm gonna share. The, I'm gonna. I wanna preach the truth. Okay. I don't want to hide nothing from you. This a lot of stuff we see right now. Yeah, listen, you could find this stuff in every honky tonk today. Every whorehouse will have some symbol of Easter. You know, have a little bunny rabbit, or a little, you know, something. Just like Christmas. 
Christmas time, everybody has a Christmas tree. Everybody has a, a, a in every whorehouse and every honky tonk has one. You know what I'm saying? They're celebrating his birth. They're celebrating his, his resurrection. No, they're not. Because they don't see Jesus like me and you, right? So today, as you honor his resurrection, please do. Please honor. When somebody says, well, do y'all honor Jesus? Easter? No, so I honor his resurrection. I don't, you know, we use the word term Easter, but really what it should mean, and I think it, it should mean this, that when it was brought up in the scriptures, and one, one place in the whole Bible, it should mean the Passover. See? And it has something to do, and I don't want to get over that. I ain't got time for all that stuff, but when, when you see stuff like that, and you say, God, what is the truth? Yes, he did, he did die about this time. He did rise, you know, it's like this Good Friday. That's on scripture too. It would have been a good Wednesday because he was three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Friday, he would have been, according to the tradition, Friday he died at 6 o'clock. He spent all, all that night, all day Saturday, and rose Sunday morning. That's not 72 hours, right? But if he would have died on Wednesday night, you can... From the time, I don't know what time he rose up Sunday morning, sometimes Sunday morning. Uh, that's why we honor Sunday services. That's why we come to church. People say, well, y'all don't honor God. Y'all don't go to church on the Sabbath. Well, I honor Christ because that's why I'm here this morning. It's, 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 it's my Sabbath, my rest day, my day to honor his. We, we, we honor him every time we attend church on Sunday. It, we, we honor the, the first day of the week, which would have been when Jesus rose from the dead. So that's where that comes from. Amen?